0: Welcome back to Business Intelligence. My name is Wei-Chan Wan. So happy to be here with you. I have my co-host, Rohan Bandeker, who's our project manager in the company. And uh, he has served so many different clients. Um, and I so, I'm so excited to have him on board to share uh, his expertise with uh, the, the broader audience. And I look forward to also learning a lot from, um, from
1: Rohan. So welcome, Rohan. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to do an episode of uh, Business Intelligence. And I'm excited. It's the holiday season coming around, so we're looking at some nice deals. And I, I was I was actually wondering, like, you're an economist, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah. I was wondering, what do you think about, about the, the holiday season frenzy and the, the discounts and the Black Friday sales? And, like, just what's the state of the world right now given that we just got out of a pandemic right, right right and and holiday season's coming around and people were really sad that they couldn't make the most of last year's holiday mm-hmm. like what what do you think is going to happen what does the economical world look like right now
0: well, so rohan you are actually not alone right so uh for those of you that have been following our previous episodes uh, uh learned that i've actually been approached by u.s news and war report mm-hmm. and they did an interview with me to talk about the upcoming holiday season and by the time when this episode uh, airs, you're going to see another uh, report um, that I did an interview with uh, for U.S. News and World Report. Oh, okay. So they reach out to me, again, trying to ask for tips because all the consumers out there, they are really looking forward to the, the holiday shopping season. Mm-hmm. And as I explained uh, previously, about a couple months ago, you know, some of the merchants started doing ad campaigns in mid October, I mean, they're selling right. Christmas-related yeah. stuff in mm-hmm. mid October, because they're really trying to capitalize the what we call the holiday shopping season frenzy, right? Yeah, and and just like you said, I mean, last holiday season was a flop. People wanted to have some sort of normal holiday shopping experience this year, mm-hmm. but but here's the problem that we have, you know, with the supply challenge, the supply chain challenges, they're ongoing, right? We're still not seeing um, the end of it. As a matter of fact, the two ports on our West Coast, um, one in San Pedro, the other in in Long Beach, they're still very much jammed. Mm -hmm. And the inflation right now is off the chart. Uh, You know, everything is now more expensive, you know, from gas to grocery to uh, the necessities. And I don't have to tell you because I'm pretty sure that you're experiencing it. Um, And and that's just on the consumption side, right? Right. So on the production side, um, you know, a lot of uh, uh, businesses in various sectors they have difficult time filling uh, positions so personnel shortage, uh, not necessarily um, uh, people we don't have enough people to to work, but we do not have enough people that want to work is the problem right so I don't have high hopes, although I will say that from the personal perspective, this right. is usually the time that I start rummaging for deals, exactly. and uh-huh. you, you still see deals flying around, but what I would advise you to see, as I told the reporter uh, at U.S. News and World Report, you got to be really careful because, you know, there are, uh, again, a lot of merchants that are trying to uh, take advantage of the, sh- uh, uh, the holiday season. Mm-hmm. They might give you ads to uh, or discounts to clear out the less popular items. Right, okay. Um, and, and, you know, whether or not there are real discounts, um, is that's a question? That's a whole different podcast. That's a whole different <laughs> podcast, right? Yeah. Because you know the marketing. That's a, there's a, a whole a slew of strategies that that come right. with it. So, so you ask a, a fantastic question, but what I worry about is um, business owners and consumers. They're not really um, understand. They're not understanding the the picture uh, fully, okay. right? So there are. They're being driven by by this, um, you know, festivities, and they want to have um, a normal holiday season. Mm-hmm. But what I worry about is what happens after the holiday season, after the shopping activities die down. Right. Right.
1: Okay. Right. Well, uh, is that something that you are seeing? Um, I don't know, honestly. You know, like I, I've been seeing deals, and I think culturally mm-hmm. people have been conditioned yes. to want – deals during this time of the year, like it's it's ingrained in the culture. Yes. And I've seen people like going into supermarkets right. on Black Friday and like this time of the year, it's like people really, really want mm-hmm. their discounts. And like supermarkets and merchants and businesses are like almost forced to give discounts at this mm-hmm. period of time. Right. But I was wondering how does like, like we've all experienced like supply chain delays, right? Like Apple had to delay their new MacBook releases because they were not getting chips on time right? Like so many automobile manufacturers are de- having delays. How is that supply chain delay and h- the, the two ports you mentioned that have been backed up, like how is that affecting the way we are approaching the holiday season? So I
0: think a, a lot of merchants, they are probably feeling this um, uh, the, at the forefront. Mm-hmm. So they, they couldn't get the, the products that they want. So they're selling other products instead, oh. right? So the discounts that you're seeing are, uh, you know, are on the products that they have available at their disposal, right? right? So they still have some inventory pressure and to a point that they could manipulate the discount and to get, again, the um, the less popular items out the door, Mm -hmm. uh, again, leveraging the customer's fear of not wanting to be left out. So there is a fear of missing out that they are leveraging. Exactly, Like you said, exactly like you said, I I have to have gifts – ready right. for my family and the loved ones. <laughs> mm-hmm. So there's no there's no way around it now that we have a normal holiday season everybody's right. gathering I have to have something available. But when I couldn't get the things that I want the most, what do I do? Right. Right? There's yeah. so there there is kind of like a last resort kind of thing like a fear of missing out kind of thing mm-hmm. that are that are operating behind the scene. But but what I worry about again is looking ahead like after the shopping frenzy yeah. dies down, uh-huh. what what do we do like if you're business owners what do you do um with with the, the leftover inventory and if you're a what mm-hmm. do you do how do you deal with the inflation right 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 now you're being driven by this festivity knowing that the things are expensive but you don't have a choice you still want to buy things yeah right but after the holiday uh, is done you don't necessarily have to buy things and then you could rationally and realistically look at the prices of the things that you actually need on a daily basis and that'll probably dampen your uh, your demand right um, and and that's going to have a, a more profound impact on
1: the economy right yes and that is a that is a great point because that means businesses have to be prepared to think about what happens yes when like the holidays are over, and people are not spending as much. Mm-hmm. how do you think businesses and small business like especially small businesses right. like any merchants like people that have depended upon quarter four sales right like how do you think they should they should proceed into uh, next year as we we finish the holiday season and
0: that's actually you're you right on point because right? uh-huh. what you just described hit the nail on the head. To explain why I wanted to do a podcast on this very topic. Right. Because I don't think that there is a widely shared um, uh, um, sense of of understanding what we need to do collectively to prepare Mm -hmm. for the negative impact or the consequences of the supply chain challenges. Right. Because what I can see here as an economist, the supply chain challenges are not going away that easily. Right. Okay. You see a lot of southeastern Asian countries. Some of them are mm-hmm. are uh, starting to resume operations. Yeah. But that's not going to be in time for um, for the holiday shopping. Of course. I mean, the the production takes time and the logistics t- takes mm-hmm. time. Not to mention the supply chain challenges are ongoing. And some people ask me, you know, what caused the supply chain challenge? And is it because that we don't have enough people working at the ports? Well, not necessarily. I'll, I'll share one very interesting story with you. Okay. So um, Ryan Peterson is actually a CEO of Flexport. Flexport is a company um, that buys and sells cargo space, right? Okay. And and with the backed up, um, obviously it hurts the company's bottom line. Right. So Ryan Peterson the other day uh, tweeted out uh, his observations. So to a point that it was so serious, Ryan actually rented a boat. Mm-hmm. Um, to tour around the Los Angeles Port and San Pedro and, and try to figure out what happens, what is actually the bottleneck, right? It turns out, you know, what he saw mm-hmm. at the port was not um, uh, was not surprising, right? So there are there is more than seventy or eighty container ships that are being backed up. They couldn't dock and unload, right? Mm. And to put things in perspective, each container ship has anywhere between seven thousand to eight thousand containers. And just put things in perspective. Think about how many trucks that you need right. to unload all these containers, right? Mm-hmm. But what he found, what Ryan found, surprisingly, was that the cranes at the port were not working. Nobody was working the cranes, the hmm. operating to operate the cranes. Why is that? Because the containers. It, it turns out that when he dug down deep, he realized that the the, the problem is actually uh, with um, not having enough space to put the empty containers. So you have all these trucks with empty containers and they want to detach detach the containers right. so that they could haul the containers with cargo out, right? Uh-huh. But there's no place to to put the empty containers. Turns out the federal government here in the United States are is not the one that controls the ports. The ports, the two ports in the West Coast, in uh-huh. California in particular, particular, right. um, San Pedro, Los Angeles, and Long Beach mm-hmm. are the two cities that control the ports. Oh. Right. Federal government has no say in this, right? So Long Beach City, the city of Long Beach and, and San Pedro, they actually have local ordinance to dictate how things are done, how the business is being operated. Okay. Right? So, for example, take city of Long Beach as, a, as an example. Mm-hmm. They have an ordinance that says... That containers cannot be stacked up more than two stories, really, right? not for safety reasons, but for the reasons of you know not letting the city look bad, oh wow, right <laughs> so you run out of space, <laughs> right. yeah, like how do you accommodate all these empty containers, uh-huh. and then that is a clear bottleneck right right, exactly. and like things small as that that affects the entire country. think about exactly. it, I mean again, to put things in perspective. Those two ports, Los Angeles and Long Beach, Mm -hmm. handles actually 40% of the U.S. imports. Wow. All right? And and I think, you know, from this, that's Mm -hmm. going to be taken care of because now people are having this laser focus trying to sort out what the issue really is. Right. And I think that's going to be taken care of. Mm -hmm. But whether or not that's going to be in time to deal with the holiday, to handle the holiday shopping, I don't think so. All right? Now, we actually have a bigger problem here the macroeconomic dynamics have been changed so significantly after the pandemic that caused the disruption in supply chain that also caused the this um, uh, disruption in um, in the economy in that you look at a lot of uh, uh, restaurants um, and in some sectors they don't have enough people to hire oh right okay and and you know you know. Just to give you a uh, statistics, um, the labor participation rate, according to Bureau of Labor Statistics, mm-hmm. is right now the lowest ever since 1977. All right. Wow. The, the, so okay. labor participation rate is defined by people who are eligible to work that right. choose not uh, to work. Okay. All right. Now, you could say, oh, you know, conventional wisdom says, you know, as long as you change the parameters of the work, mm-hmm. that includes the wage offers, you could get people enough motivation and incentive to come back to the, mm-hmm. to, to the work environment. Right. Well, take a look. You look at all these fast food restaurants, for example. They keep increasing the wage offers from the minimum wage all mm-hmm. the way to $15. Some are even offering $20 or $22 per hour. Right. They're still not having enough personnel. So okay. what gives? So you have, you now see an, there is another school of thoughts mm-hmm. that says, oh, you know, after the uh, pandemic, pandemic year, people are having different ideas about their life. Right. Right. People want different things, and they probably do not want to work in the restaurants or um, hospitality industry or uh, even healthcare industry yeah. uh, because they, they want to find another meaning to life. Now, the problem is, I don't think that there are sup- these people that are refusing mm-hmm. to come back to uh, their professions uh, is simply because that they have enough welfare payments or st- stimulus checks to support them hmm. uh, with the new lifestyle. They simply just want to find a something, new thing, else. something else to do. With the inflation going on, with the challenge in personnel and the challenge in supply chain, as a business owner, mm-hmm. are you ready? Because after the holiday season dies down, people don't want to go out to shop, and people are then will be really deterred by the high price. Mm -hmm. Because that's when the reality hits, right? Because after the holiday, people are then going to be super sensitive. Much more inflexible, yeah. Exactly. Um, So what do you do? Now, I've heard some um, uh, interesting stories about, you know, fresh college graduates. As you know, Rohan, I I teach... um, in a liberal arts college. Mm -hmm. I've been seeing people getting job offers with annual salary that are much higher than before, right? Because again, businesses are getting ready, especially the the bigger companies, because they want to really grab people before they graduate, um, knowing that the personnel shortage is a real challenge. But as a business owner, can you compete, right? We always thought, you know, from op- from the business operation perspective, mm-hmm. that you, oh, you know, if we want to expend, hire people, we need people to do that work, right? Right. Well, not necessarily. I mean, if you're operating a restaurant, or if your business has a lot of like a, like a significant in-person element, mm-hmm. that's probably right. I mean, you need right. enough waiters and waitresses yeah. to support your business if you're running a restaurant. Mm-hmm but i would argue that a lot of businesses especially the clients that we're serving they don't have that exactly yeah they don't have that mm-hmm. and and right now especially after 2 years um uh, you know ever since the pandemic broke people have been slowly adapting to the kind of like new ideas and new mode right are you being left behind? So, because a lot of business owners, again, if you're trapped in the traditional mindset of, i got to be able to fi- find more people to right. fulfill that function, mm-hmm. well, there's got to be a better way. Do you have alternatives? Uh, so, for example, um, do you really need to have a full-time person dealing with your social media um, management or social media accounts? Or do you really need to have a full-blown um, business development team to qualify the leads and generate, generate leads, qualify leads and close deals. Are there tools available that allows you to automate the process right. to save people? This is not to say that you could completely do away with uh, with personnel. But you can definitely reduce costs. But you could reduce costs. Yes. And I would argue, I'm not sure Rohan, whether you would agree that this is probably the time to think about it as you plan for the next calendar year. For sure, a lot of clients that we have been serving, including the ones that you're working on, um, at Rohan, we're seeing that people are, business owners are more flexible in looking at their infrastructural needs, mm-hmm. not necessarily just personnel, because your operating expenses covers a lot of different items, and personnel is just one of them. Right. Right. And what are the alternatives? They are more willing and open to consult. With people that understand how to use the tools, how to leverage the different uh, solutions right. to better the business um, uh, operation and workflow. Uh, just as an example, and we talked about sales dev- or business development. You know, uh, traditionally, you want to hire a sales team, right? That go on trade shows, mm-hmm. uh, that uh, you know uh, try to uh, you know conduct outreach effort. I've been to a lot of trade shows. I've been invited to do uh, keynote speeches at all those trade shows. Right. And and people, for example, they do trade shows for um, a a variety of reasons. Mm -hmm. One of the many reasons would be to network. Right. Right. And also to make your company known, to uh, expose your products. Mm -hmm. But how much can you convert? Right. Mm-hmm. Like you spend, you know, obviously you have to set up a stand. You right. have to uh, uh, pay, f- pay a fee to participate. Uh, you also need to hire uh, the sales professionals, right. um, uh, sometimes seasonal workers mm-hmm. um, to help you mend the stand. How much can you convert? How many leads can you qualify? You will collect all these business cards. Is that, are they really useful? Mm. Or right now in a post-pandemic moment when people are more familiar and comfortable with, doing business remotely and virtually, right. do you still want to spend all this money, you know, traveling I see. and covering the logistics expenses? There are better ways to do that virtually, right? right? So there are networking tools. There are solutions, um, you know, your, your uh, CRM, mm-hmm. as well as, um, you know, um, to, some tools that offer uh, sales navigators uh, functionality, Yes. To qualify and reach out, and then you have a very beautiful dashboard. Again, that's an infrastructure investment, uh, and if you're willing to invest, that's really a, a better way to deal with that.
1: Oh yeah. For Customer
0: sure. service team as well, right? Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of functionalities that you could consider expend.
1: You could consider to expend without considering hiring full timers. That's right to your team, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Yeah. I think I think uh, the pandemic was a great example of like how how much of an impact an external factor can have. Like the fact that the pandemic had an impact on the culture of the way people want to work and that has challenged business owners and small businesses to change the way they work is is so crucial. And that's a very, very, very helpful insight. And I hope a lot of small businesses have like found this to be like a helpful thing and they can they can plan accordingly you know mm-hmm. and and we have the tools necessary mm-hmm. to kind of like help them plan mm-hmm. in this new world we live in post pandemic where the culture of people have changed you know and right. and there's so many tools available you know like automation is is going to be Digi- digital technology automation is going to be the future of small businesses and the way they survive mm-hmm. in this world I think and right. I think we have the, the necessary tools to kind of combine them right. and help them out wh- 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 what would you say? So I, I completely agree with you. Mm-hmm. There's
0: one more thing that I would like to say I right. mean
1: the traditional way of doing
0: business usually doesn't involve you um, uh, involve a lot of ways for you to really identify the effectiveness. Right. Right. So we talked about trade shows mm-hmm. um, what you will be seeing after the trade show is how many business cards that you collect hmm. how much money that you have spent on traveling and setting up the 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 uh, the operation at the trade show and you know so at the year end or at the end of the event you're going to be able to to see the cost as well as the potential benefits and that include for example like i said how many business cards that you collect but that's about it right, right. so our data analytics effort Especially Mm -hmm. for uh, small to mid-sized businesses, basically stop there. You don't see how you could actively convert or transfer that, or transfer your effort into something more meaningful, Mm -hmm. and that is your bottom line, whether it's your bottom line or top line, right? Right. What What about if you could identify a way that constantly gives you leads? that constantly um, uh, you know uh, uh, lays out for example um, you know how successful you could be in converting those leads into sales mm-hmm. not just a one time event right? right so for traditionally like this is how we always do business mm-hmm. like so we we would uh, you know 20 30 40 years ago we would say oh you know what let's spend time buying a, a an ad in the in the printed media right. or buying an mm-hmm. ad in a radio station, uh-huh. there's no way for you to convert, right? right. Yeah. And so you're still hearing that, right? I mean, listening to the radio station, local radio station, uh, you will hear something like, oh, you know what? Mention the name of Wei Chun-Wan, we'll give you a special discount, <laughs> right? That's the only way for you to capture, right? Right. Yeah. And uh, people are still doing that. Mm-hmm. But in a, in a digital world, right. there are multiple ways for you to come up with effective yet insightful statistics to guide your decision making process right and that'll give you a very clear ROI to mm-hmm. justify where you're, whether what you're doing is actually impactful right. to your leads it doesn't matter i mean sometimes it's the leads sometimes it is um, the impression to the customers sometimes it is you know your brand equity sometimes it is you know how you um, you know uh, develop new products right um, right because mm-hmm. right? you want to solicit customers feedback and there are ways for you to do that right. you know, um, mm-hmm. through the customer service uh, channel as well as the way that you interact and engage your customers. Exactly. But I'm, I'm worried that people are not ready for that because, again, we're still living under this positivity <laughs> of the holiday season. Right. But listen carefully. If you're, if you're um, uh, still swimming in that festivity, you really need to think ahead mm-hmm. because I, as an economist – and really worry about what happens post-holiday season. Right. Again, when people stop buying um, and supply chain challenges continue, mm-hmm. inflation is a real thing right. and we don't seem to have a, a, a quick enough solution to, to do that. And When, when all these hot money, money are still being circulated in the economy mm-hmm. but you, know, you have the personnel shortage, are you ready Right. for the negative impact on your business, or do you need to do something to plan ahead? Exactly.
1: Yeah. And, and that's a great question to ask. And, and for the audience, for the listeners, that's a great question to ask us mm-hmm. because we can help you with many of those services. Um, so if there is any, any uh, services that you would like to get from us, you can click on the link in the description below. And this was a great episode. Thank you for thank you for having me. Well, thank you very much for yes. joining. And I, I expect uh, that
0: uh, we will have more conversations. Oh, for sure. You know, obviously Joey is gonna uh, join us later, but yeah, yeah, he will be back. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, be back. but uh, we're gonna uh, taking turns sharing uh, our latest insight with you. And I hope you enjoy the content this week. Thank you very much. Bye. Here at WD Strategies, we help our clients develop leads, provide integration services, and expand their revenue model. We combine our consulting experiences and technological expertise to build business solutions. If you're interested in taking your business to another level, click on the link below or visit wd-strategies.com to schedule a free consultation.